sports fans and welcome to the 14th episode of Pub Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up and talk about rugby league. My name is Adam and I know very little about football, so I'm joined like always with my panel of armchair experts, Smokes. G'day boys, back to do it again. And the principal. Hello, hello. And it's a happier week this week with my team getting a win. I feel much better. Is it that happy, though? Is it that I'm happy? I'm just taking every win as it comes. I'm very happy. Oh, well, I'd, I'll... Yeah, I'm the same. I'll take it <laughs> yes, at the moment. It's been a year to forget for I'll, both um, of our teams. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to start supporting the Lions in the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, don't go that, don't go that dramatic. <laughs> All right, uh, let's crack our beers or pour our bourbons or whatever we got. I've already cracked mine. That's why you can't hear it. <laughs> um, but cheers, yeah. All right, uh, on to last round, round 14, uh, Sea Eagles versus Cowboys. We all, except for you, Smokes, picked Sea Eagles, uh, but Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, um, I know, right? Um, and I, I cost us money too, so I am sorry. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> Look, I actually didn't, I didn't catch it in this game, but I heard it was 12 mil Cowboys early, and I was thinking, oh, geez, I've made a, a, um, a sharp little bet here, but then uh, they didn't do much after that. And, and and what's impressive with Manly is that they did it without Tom Trebojevic. Yeah. Um, quite incredible. I mean, like, they are... Look, at the moment, the way the season's going is looking very much like a repeat of last year with the two grand finalists. But Manly might be the smoky. Manly might be the smoky. And I, I know it's crazy because at the start of the year, I was tipping them to be down there with the spoon. But they could be the smoky this year. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how they've come from not even getting close to the top eight to now top four... If they go, they keep yeah. winning. But, yeah, I think we picked it early in the last podcast as well with Cherry Evans having a blinder after his disappointing origin, and he did. He he played really well in that game. So, poor Cowboys. Well, he just needs to do it when he's wearing the other maroon jersey. <laughs> the other maroon jersey, Cherry. Come on. All right, cool. All right, on to game two, Sharks versus Panthers. Uh, Smokes, you want to yeah, talk about Yeah, look, um, great effort by the Sharks. And, and uh, Principal, you... you... You got it. Uh, I mean, you didn't tip it here, but I think it might have been your beer bet. Uh, and look, as much as I hate to say it, the fandom got it. I think he just really wants to see Penrith lose more than anything. But, um, geez, uh, Sharks up 18-0 at halftime, cruising along. And then Penrith, you know, as good teams do, they find a way to fight back, um, which they did. They got it to 18-all. And then um, then Sean Johnson, who had a great game, um Stole it with a very, very wobbly-looking field goal, but it got there. It, it, it was um, from about 40 out, and it just snuck over the crossbar, and that's all it needs to do. And it's two points for the Sharks, and Penrith back-to-back losses. And as a result, on for and against, they've now dropped to second on the ladder. Yep. I just love how every, we've just found Penrith's weakness. As, as we said yesterday, keep those players out of the team. They're very beatable. That's it. <laughs> so. Take out their best players. Don't let them play the game and then you're exactly. in with a shot. Um, look, but, and, and look, I, I didn't see all the game. but And the bit that I missed, but I've been told about, when the Sharks up 18-0, there's a moment in the second half where they should have been given an absolute guaranteed penalty, I think, for a trip. Or something like that, and the refs just com- it, was, it was something along those lines. It was something like there was like it's just a blatant penalty. And it would have been right in front and made it twenty all, but instead the call went Penrith's way, and then that's sort of what they began their comeback off. So again, sometimes that those swings of momentum, whether it's a, from a good call or, or a lucky bounce or whatever, can just totally shift. Um, but Cronulla did really well to 
to absorb that, even though it got back to once we got back to eight and all, I think most people would have gone, "Oh, Penrith are going to get this game." Um, but Cronulla held their nerve, and, and Sean Johnson, he's he's you know he's he's looking for some new suitors because uh, the Sharks have told him to move on. Um, I think he'd look all right in maroon and yellow, personally. But um, we'll see. Yeah, I think he I think he would go all right there. I think better than all your other options. Oh, man, I think moment, I think but... he'd be. I I think he'd be great alongside Adam Adam Reynolds and look he, he's he's very I guess he's similar in terms of a very attacking sparking player but I guess the difference between him and Milf is at least you know this guy's having a crack yeah. still um, so I think he I think he'd do um, I think he'd do a great job but uh, you know we'll see what happens yeah it's, it's probably not going to come cheap as well so that'll be that would be the only issue it'd that, be awesome that's the at other a good thing. price but he's probably not going to be super yeah cheap. I mean. Well, I think the Sharks, I think he was trying to get 800 a year off the Sharks. He's not going to get that kind of money wherever he goes. Look, I, th- I think he's worth half a mil a year, to be honest, at this stage of his career. He, he can still win matches, as he proved, yeah. against what was the number one team. I think half a mil for a, a, someone in the halves is pretty, with experience, is pretty cheap anyway, really. Like, you're paying, yep. that, that's yep. the bare minimum for someone that, with his experience. So. But I think the other thing about this game Agreed. is Wade Graham, another head knock. And he's he's had to take a break mm. for a while now. And yeah, it's he's that's been coming for a while. He's had so many concussions, and he's admitted his tackling technique wasn't wasn't really up to scratch with with avoiding head issues, and and that's what Boyd Courtner actually said as well this week. He he said he was his tackling technique sort of helped cause yeah. like a lot of those issues, and as well. Oh, so. definitely, definitely. And um, I I heard um might have been Brad Fittler talking about it when they were talking about how this seems to keep happening to Wade Graham now. And saying that because he he predominantly plays on the left hand side of the field, doesn't he? I'm not sure, but yeah. I think as as a, well or whatever side of the field is. He basically the way he tackles is more suited to being on the other side of the field because the the position he puts his head in. So maybe they could just got it. Maybe it's as simple as a shift yeah. to the other side of the field. I, mean, I I know it doesn't necessarily fix all the problems, but it's a start because uh, it does seem to happen to him a lot. Yeah, it's been a big issue. I think that's why he's had to take a, a big break now from. From footy for a bit, it's not going to be a, mm. a quick, quick return. So yeah, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah, for him, exactly. My second favourite team, the Sharks, yeah, got to win. So happy days. I know, I know. You'd be you'd be creaming yourself. Two wins know, this weekend. Happy days, happy days. Bloody hell! To only lose by one point, I feel sorry for Penrith because, like, obviously they had all, oh, most of their players look, with us. Uh, I, I would feel sorry for them, except for the so, fact that my team seems to lose by thirty every week. So, <laughs> them, I'll take a one-point loss at the moment. <laughs> all right, Smokes. Let's talk about Titans Roosters. Oh, wow, look, it's you talk quickly and then and then call back to what yes, the oh, well, Phantom well, has. What sent I thought you. I might do once we've gone through all the games, I'm because uh, the Phantom not able to join us this week. He feels a bit bad. It's two weeks in a row, so he sent me his uh, his round wrap up, uh, which he wants me to read in full. He said it's very specific. I read the whole. All right, we'll so do I'll do it, it after, after this. this but um, but yeah, look, this game. Um, wow, this was a crazy game of football, and some were calling it the sort of the, the most exciting game of the year to watch. And wow, is this is this insane? I mean, like. I think it was thirty points to four quite early in the in the second half in favour of the Roosters, and it was um, they were doing it so comfortably. Then all of a sudden, um, the Gold Coast out of nowhere they 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 pull off a try, they pull off another one. Then I think the Roosters had a player put in the sin bin, which gives them an opportunity to get some more. They actually hit the lead thirty four to thirty, um, and you're thinking, oh geez, they've got all the momentum, they've they've got the running. Sam Walker went down injured, had to go off the field, but he came back on. 
Um, the, the Roosters got the leveling try, and then uh, then Sam Walker was able to kick the match-winning field goal, and they. A game that they never should have been in a position to lose. They somehow still found a way to drag themselves up and come away with a win. So it was pretty impressive. Um, I will say they were very, very lucky with their second try uh, to Angus Crichton. I don't give a flying f- what anyone says. That was not a try. He literally got pulled down a metre short of the line and then used his the arm not carrying the ball to drag himself over the try line. That's a double movement every day of the week. I do not know. I do not understand how... That was awarded. Yeah, I didn't see much. I didn't see much of this game. I saw the end, which was you know probably the, a great time to tune into it. But about I saw the last twenty minutes, and yeah, it was, you know, yeah. the Titans were up by about by a try at one stage towards the end of the game. I think weren't they? And then yeah. then the yeah. scored again. So yeah, it was, yeah it, was just, it was just great to watch. If you don't support the, either <clears> team, that's it's all you can ask for. Close game. Yeah, it's entertaining. Lots, lots of points. Exciting. Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, yeah. Leads like the lead changed quite a few times, so yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a good um, it was a good uh, good game for for the neutral fans to watch. Um, and look, the Roosters they they showed their guts again, like because they've got so many guys that injured, and they they found a way to get home in the end. So that's that's what you you want from well coached teams. Yep. On to the next game, Rabbitohs versus Knights. We all picked Rabbitohs. Anyone want to take a stab? It was a predictable game. Knights are struggling. Rabbitohs won. On to the main event for this uh, cast of podcasters. Smokes and the principal, I want you to both uh, talk about the Raiders versus Broncos oh, game. What a shame that this is actually referred to as the main event because I can tell you now it f***ing wasn't a main event of anything. Uh. It was the main event of f***ing shitsville. It was a terrible, f***ing, inept, useless performance by the Broncos. Um, I will get on to a talking point very soon, but I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the principal... Bask in the glory of a victory first. Yeah, look. Yeah, he doesn't get I any. I don't get many. So I'm not actually going to bask, but you know what? It was just pleasing to see Raiders actually play like they wanted to win and not fade in the second half. So that was that was fantastic. It's actually the best the Raiders have played the whole season. It wasn't fantastic. Nothing was really a standout. That just all the players actually put in an effort. That you know, you know, everyone put in sort of a, contributed to the win for once. So it wasn't just one or two players and, you know, doing something good. And Broncos were just absolutely horrendous. That was just, that was so poor. For them, they were lucky to score those 16 points, really. That was, that was, one of them was a freaky try that Tessie knew. That was fantastic. That that little try. He was actually really good in that game. Yeah. Coming, up, coming from nowhere yeah, to, to he, get into the game late. And, um, yeah. But apart from that, it was, it was pretty poor, but... You know what? I'm just glad that Papali, he was back to his best. That was the best he's played probably all year. That was my favourite thing awesome. about the game, actually, yeah. because um, he's we need him in Maroon. So I'll, that was my favourite part of the yeah, game. Yeah, Whiten was going well and um, Hodgson as well. He he played well. So, yeah, it was good for him. That, that also made me happy because he's going to look good in Maroon in, a, in about six months' time. Yeah, too. yeah. So it doesn't look like he's going anywhere this year, but <laughs> possibly, but... Yeah, it was just, you know what, it was just good to get a win. I'm not going to get too excited until they, they win the next couple. Raiders have got a, a reasonably easy draw coming up. So if they win win the next four or yep. five, which they which are winnable, I'll be very excited. But at the moment, just happy they got a win and the Broncos didn't beat us. Getting a win. That's it. Getting a win, exactly. Look, I mean, a couple of things. About I mean, I, look, I, I didn't see... A huge amount of this game because I was actually having a housewarming um, for, for for my place, so I sort of had it on in the background while 
having fit, which is probably a good time to have it on the background after a terrible performance because you can sort of, um, uh, you know, just drink on and not to worry too much about the result. But um, a couple of things. What I did not understand is, you know, we, we obviously had named Herbie Farmworth to play fullback. Um, and he trained there all week, ready to play in that position, finally gets a chance to play fullback. And I was I was looking forward to see how he would go. Um, and then because our winger, um, Xavier Coates, pulls that injured, Kevy then decides, okay, well, I'm going to move Herbie back to the centres. I'm going to move Jesse Arthurs from centre to wing. And then I'm going to put Tessie New at fullback, who wasn't in the side at all. Well, fullback is one of your spine positions. So if a guy wasn't named to be in the team at all, you're then going to reshuffle your whole back line to, to fit him in, even though he could have just played on the wing because he can play wing. Uh, and look, Tessie New did quite well. And as you said, he's got a really good try. He, he didn't do anything wrong. I just don't understand why you'd reshuffle everything. And these guys are trained in these positions all week, prepared to play in that. When a winger pulls out, just put the guy on the wing so that it doesn't disrupt the defensive patterns you've been trying to build all week. It didn't make any sense. Um, the other thing, obviously, we need to bring up is the send-off, which was absolutely, without question, the worst decision of this year. It was not a send-off. It was not a sin bin. The player got ankle-tapped and fell into the Broncos player's shoulder. What the f*** is he supposed to do? Do a Harry Potter and f***ing disappear. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Do a phantom. Do a phantom and disappear. I'm sorry, but, like, what was he... Literally, what was he supposed to do? E- even afterwards, the NRL didn't... They, they ended up giving him a, a, um, a grade one fine. And the only reason they did that was to save face to try and justify the send-off. It was a disgraceful decision, and they f***ed it up. It didn't ruin the game. Canberra were that far in front at that point, it didn't matter. In fact, I think from that point of the game, it ended up being six all. Both teams scored a try each once the player got sent off. But it was a bull decision. And if that happens in a grand final when it's 12 all between two top teams... What hope do we have? Yeah, that that was. I was so shocked when they they sent him off. You know what? I could have dealt with the simbin. I would have. You know what? Fall, falling into it, I get that. But and he didn't fall that far down. But for us to send off, it just. You know what? I I still don't get the send offs right. I feel like send offs they have to be for something that is just absolutely deliberate. It's gonna be. It's gonna be intent. Like if send off is for deliberate, exactly. deliberate acts of of, of, of yeah. foul play. Like like uh, the the thing is too with this. Like and look, if it was a sin bin, I would I would have still said that's a really really bad call. But I'm like, okay, it's a bad call. But that sort of just is where, where they seem to be going with a lot of this <laughs> at the moment. But the fact is because it happened so quick and it was all there. Like he fell like literally right in front of him and fell on him. It's like well. If that doesn't happen, if the ankle tap doesn't happen, he hits him probably somewhere somewhere around the the, the sort of the, the the abs part of his stomach. That's where he's going to get hit, like maybe the chest, no higher than the chest. And so, well, then everyone's saying, "What a great tackle!" Yeah, like it's. I just uh, seriously like that. What they need to realize the crackdown. That's all well and good, and it's great, but sometimes accidents are going to happen, and you shouldn't be penalising someone or penalising a team because of a freak accident. There was no intent, there was no malice. He fell on him. And happened, And yes, it hurt him, and he stayed down, of course, and that sucks. But there was there was no intent in that. It was a disgraceful decision. Yeah, well, hopefully that sort of shows the NRL that they have to be a little bit more flexible with what they're doing. But yeah, I don't understand how they got the send-off. The send-off was 
I still think, I, you know, I'm still, send-offs should be so rare. They should absolutely be for that that freak thing where someone's just gone absolutely wild and then destroys up. Yeah. I, I still, yeah. Well, like what happened to uh, Pappenhausen. Now, that was an absolute... Yeah, sin. and... Because it was intense. Exactly. It was reckless. Um, and, that's that's and what you sort want. of that, what, yeah. um, that Jack Hetherington, was that the guy that did it? Or was that a different guy? You know, when he got sent off earlier for the um, Bulldogs, that... Yeah, oh, old, yeah, yeah, old mate yeah. got yeah. just destroyed a guy as well. That was a send off. That was just mm. literally coming out of line, yeah. arm straight out, destroyed. You know, it's just yeah. that sort of thing. It's sort of, yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully it highlights absolutely. the issue. And as I said, look, it didn't, it didn't affect the result because the game was already gone at that point. But um, you get a close game in a, in a big game, like a grand final or a qualifying final or something, that's, that's where, that, where it's going to be an yeah. issue. Uh, Warriors versus Storm. We all pick Storm. I don't know if there's much. No, no real surprises there. Eels versus West Tigers. Yep. We all pick the oh, Eels. The Tigers. I'm so Storm. disappointed. I thought they were going well. They're my third favourite team. <laughs> I'm just picking up all the. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For those at home keeping score, it's Raiders, then Sharks. Yeah, I'm just going for all the Tigers. bottom eight teams this year. Just I'll collect all of them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are any of, are any of them no, in the No, I just love all... being depressed every week about the footy. <laughs> oh, almost. Sharks are nine. Nine, ten, and... <laughs> yeah, yes, they should, actually. <laughs> they're 15, so they're not much better. All right, uh, and on to our last game for round 14, uh, the Bulldogs versus the Dragons. Good on the Bulldogs. They can jump in the list as well with my, one of my favourites at the moment. The underdogs, uh, the underdogs, and the bulldogs—they you and Phantom, mate. Eh? Yeah, I know. Well, I can't tip them much, and I wouldn't have tipped them for this, but I was just so happy to see them win. Dragons, dragons were actually playing well for the first twenty minutes, half an hour of this game, and then they just dropped off a cliff. I don't know what happened just before half time. The the scores are pretty close, and then the bulldogs just found some form, and they were just they wanted the the win more than dragons and. You know, Ben. There was a lot of issues in that game for the Dragons. It's a bit of a worry, and I'm just hoping they don't fix the issues for another week. I, I was thrilled with this result because it puts us right back into wooden spoon contention. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, thank you, St George. Thank you so much. Um, it it also really highlights how bad the Broncos are going at the moment. Considering a week earlier, St George put 52 points on us, but this week they could only put six points on Canterbury. Mm. Uh, I just yeah, enough said. Um, well, I suppose I should get on to uh, the Phantoms yeah, round wrap. So let me just uh, let me just pull this up. And he said he he really wanted me to read this. He wanted to share it because he felt bad about missing out. So here we go. Okay, gang. Well, seeing as though I have abandoned my listeners for two weeks running, now I think it's only fair I offer my two cents worth on the round that was Eagles versus Cowboys. The ghost of old Bobby Fulton inspired the manly mongrels to a win. It did, however, look dicey for the first 20 minutes, but when DCE finally remembered he had all that energy from doing sweet F all in the origin, he gave it a good old crack. Old sourpuss Peyton kept up his Guinness World Record of not cracking a smile for 10 straight years. Sharks vs Panthers. No kiss-blowing could save the Panthers. Sean Johnson practically prostituted his talents to other clubs in a bid to keep the money flowing. Ivan Cleary was last seen running to the toilet as he had a turtleneck poking out at the very thought of playing the mighty <laughs> Roosters while dedicating the match to Boyd Cordner. Titans versus Roosters. Oh, and you're going to have to try and hold back the, the, the choking here. 
Well, F me. This is clearly, this is a clear display of what happens when you develop grassroots players from a young age in a good system. The second best Roosters junior of all time, after Cooper Cronk, Sam the Man Walker, regrew his right arm and slotted in the most orgasmic field goal I have ever seen. This may come across as slightly biased, but can we just make the little bugger an immortal and rip the band-aid off? Rabbitohs vs Knights. Push this game into the who gives a category. I heard that uh, I had heard that Souths won the match and no doubt they probably cheated. Raiders versus Broncos. Oh, okay, buckle in. Well, the old green pricks got up. I'm sure you'll, you always will when your strategy is to headbutt the opposition's shoulders to get the opposition sent off. <laughs> Even with the win, old Sticky still couldn't crack a smile. With the bludger of a year still in the process, old Ricky was heard muttering, the year's effed, boys. Let's, let's just... Uh, effort by further uh, hiring Dufty. That way, all I, I have all my bases covered with excuses. Under the Broncos, to get back into the winning circle, cool and calm Kevin Walters was seen getting uh, out the scented candles and a sacrificial goat to summon the power of the old boys. As rumour has it, only they possess the knowledge to bring the Broncos back to their glory days. Oh, God. It's, it's still going. Warriors versus Storm. Uh, what a shock. That's it. Uh, Eels versus Tigers. The Eels may have got up, but at the end of the day, the real winner is Fox Sports because Mitchell Moses has offered them a good two months of clickbait with his eruption of passion. Um, I assume that's a, a jab at the, him having a go at... Um, Gutherson. Uh, Gutherson, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, and Bulldogs versus Dragons. Old baby blue eyes ba- uh, Trent Barrett has a few tricks up his sleeve. Hetherington is having the eye socket reconstructed, uh, reconstruction finished off today, the poor bugger. Uh, on a side note, I forecast that um, uh, the old cock tease, Cameron Smith, was seen putting a Maroons jersey on and quoting, yeah, maybe I'll play, maybe not. Find out in the sequel to my book. <laughs> and that is I feel the round like that was. Next time he can't attend these uh, podcast recordings, he should just record a vo- like he that should, voice. He should record it as a piece. I think he should too. Get that, get that, NIDA, that one year of yeah. NIDA experience, you know, yeah. put to good use. Agreed. But that is, that is the round that was, according to the Phantom. All right. Uh, so after round 14, uh, Phantom did really well, actually. You picked six out of the eight. Smokes, <laughs> 50, 50%. Four out of eight. Yeah. Uh, and Principal and myself also six out of eight. So not too bad. Uh, looking season-wide, uh, Phantom's on seven, 61 out of 109. Smokes, you're on 63. Principal, you're on 76. And I'm on 80. There you go. Um, so that that moves us on to news headlines. Uh, and they've got a couple of good inter- interesting articles here, so let's crack on with the first one. Uh, NRL announces three new teams in expansion for NRLW competition with more games than ever. Yeah, so the, the women's competition is being expanded. So um, obviously the, the first three seasons of the competition just had the four teams, which is the Broncos, Roosters, um, Warriors and Dragons. Um, this year it's expanded to six teams. So uh, the Warriors have dropped out just for this season because of COVID restrictions. It's too hard for them to put a team together. Uh, so they've dropped out. But uh, the Gold Coast Titans, Parramatta Eels and Newcastle Knights are entering teams. So uh, basically it's a five-round competition. Uh, so each team will play each other once. And then the top four teams will play uh, in a two-match semi-final series. And then the two winners play in the grand final. So um, it's it's really good the fact that they're actually going to give the Broncos some more um, victims 
um, to add to their three premierships. So it's really good. Um, and look, I'm really looking forward to it because clearly there's no point in me watching our men's side because they are utterly useless. Yeah, I was going to say, what's yeah. the women's? They, Mate, win. they do. What's well, the men? They in the three seasons so far in this competition, the, the Broncos women's side have only lost one match. Um, Jesus. And yeah, they, so they've, other than that, they've, they've obviously won every grand final. Um, and look, they are a very good team because they've got. Um, Obviously, their 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 main their their star player Ali Brigginshaw at halfback. She's pretty much the world's best player in the women's game, so that that helps them a lot. And um, I think Corey Parker's pretty heavily involved with the coaching of the side as well. I, I think he's one of the I think he's the assistant coach. Um, so yeah, look, it's 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 very exciting that they're expanding. And I think I read that next year they're expanding to eight teams. So I think the Warriors will rejoin next year, and then there'll be an eighth team that that joins as well. So they're starting to build some. Um, Build some momentum and and build some some interest. And look, I'm going to be honest; it's quite fun watching the women's game because there's a lot more focus on them just throwing the ball around with 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 some skill and and talent rather than worrying too much about wrestling and and controlling the ruck. They just they just get stuck in and 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 play footy, which is fun to watch. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't I haven't watched a lot of it, but the the few games I have watched, it is it's fun to watch. The the tackles are awesome. Some of them they're, they're not. You're right. They're not wrestling. It's not that the stuff that's in the men's game, which is really the stuff we don't like. We, it's the the good hits. Mm. It's the passing. That's the it's just a, it's just an entertaining game. So, um, yeah, I'd love. Yeah. It. I've always wanted to watch more. I just I've never really found the time to watch it. But yeah, the few times I've watched it, it's great. And yeah. I think it's great that they they're extending it too. More teams, the better. I think to get that that competition. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. I think it's. I think it's really good that they've um, that they do the grand final on the on the 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 major grand final. Yeah. It's it's the the last game before the the men's grand yeah. final. So I think that's good. It gives it a lot of notoriety, a lot of um, you know, a lot of coverage, um, lots of viewers. Um, yeah, it's good fun to watch. Yeah. How hard is it to get on a flight? Robinson slams Radley. Obviously, for very hard yeah. for such a grub. This guy. No, absolutely. We- I mean. Yeah, filthy, rotten, rooster scum, really. Uh, yeah, I already heard about this earlier today because of all the WhatsApp conversations we've been having. Yeah, uh, I just love Robbo's quote here, act like a man. And he's so right. How hard is it to just get on a flight without getting kicked off? Um, I would love for you to play that video and splice, yeah, it, splice the audio. In general public, let alone someone that, that wears the colours every... Uh, every week and it's disappointing and it shouldn't happen um yeah it's not it's not what a what we want from our players so just don't do it just um, act like a man in public and, and and behave yourself it's pretty simple yeah i want to see him um assume the role of a of, of a leader in our game people look up to rads he's a really good man he's got good principles um uh, and he wants to be a lad sometimes and that's um that's not what we need from him. That's not what the, the game needs from him. Not what the kids that look up to him need from him. So he needs to assume that quickly. What I love about Robbo, there's no, there's no crap about him. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't put up with that nonsense. And, and this is a bloke who's, who's currently... Well, yeah, this is a bloke who's currently not playing because of suspension because he doesn't know how to keep his tackles down. And so he decided, like, he, he went up to the Gold Coast to watch the team play because one of his mates was making his debut. debut. And the group he travelled with, well, he, he wasn't allowed to, to go back with him because he was too drunk and carrying on. 
What I do love is the fact he was then forced to fly back with the coaching staff. So that would have been a very frosty flight for him. Um, so that, that would, he, he, would have, he would have kept his mouth shut on that flight, you can guarantee. Um, but I, I think, Robert, I love the fact that he just he, he's, he's quite no-nonsense about this stuff. I was like, you know what, mate? Just pull your head in. Stop acting like an idiot because you're, like, he says, like, you know, he's a good bloke, but don't act like an idiot. Well, that's fair enough. You know what I think they should do? Sack him. Mm. I think they and should happy... too. In fact, he should be deregistered no, 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 for life. No, no, don't go that far. I'm happy for him to move down to Canberra. You know, we'll fix him. Oh, okay. So you guys but, can get him know, right. We, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we'll just we're just going to like you know, just he, we'll encourage his drinking. It's fine. That's what happens down in Canberra. There's nothing else to do. But he can play for us, and with a bit more support true, from Ricky. True. Got to stay warm exactly. somehow. Well, that's right. But that's what I think the Roosters should do. Just sack him. Uh, emotional Conda announces retirement from rugby league after sleepless nights. Uh, look, he was a very good player, and um, you know, so it's it's a shame that he has to retire so young. But I can totally understand why. I mean, this guy nearly every couple of weeks was getting some sort of head knock and concussion, and um, that that's eventually you've just got to make that call and say, look, you know, he's got a whole life to live, and he's got. You know, he's got kids, he's got a wife, and if he doesn't do it, I mean, he could end up with severe problems. And he may, he still very may well wait. Um, yeah, it's surprising it took this know. long. He was still pushing for that comeback after, I, I, after repeated yeah. concussions all the time. And, you yeah. know, you're right, with the family, and yeah. you think he's going to be a right post football. He's going to be able to work at the Roosters. He'll have a job. You think, yeah. why would you do it to yourself? And, Probably work with the Blues as well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the Blues as well. And, you know, he's a great player. But yeah, just yeah, I do feel sorry for him. I do feel sorry for him. But yeah, isn't it interesting? It's only maybe two or three years ago the 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 first two back rowers picked for Australia were Boyd Cordner and Matt Gillett, and within the space of about mm-hmm. eighteen months, they've both had to retire ahead of their time because of some form of injury. It's just a shame because I like I think both those players. Like I thought Boyd Cordner was really really excellent with the ball, and I think Matt Gillett was probably the best in defence as a back rower. So it's just a shame to, to see these guys go ahead of their time. But um, I, I guess the other thing that we need to point out, and, and is this a culture thing or is this a voodooism thing? Um, anyone who seems to pull on a Roosters jersey this year either gets injured or retires. Yeah, it's an interesting. So it's just like, a, I, 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 think it's, I think it's poor culture, the retirement thing. is like They obviously think, well, this is just a dirtbag club to play for. Um, so I don't want to be here anymore, so I'm just going to retire. I'd rather not play the game than be associated <laughs> with this this filth. Um, you know, because I mean, think it's, it, you've got Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, both were captains of the club, and Brett Morris, in his, which turned out to be his final game, he was also captain. So you know, like that, that they they get made captain, they go, ugh, oh, I can't do it. I just have to retire. Yep. Yeah, but if they're the captain, they could probably change the culture, can't they? Uh, like, that's, how, that's how bad it is. It that's how bad it is. It's just so rotten to the core. I'd love to hear what Phantom has to say about this one. That'll be fun. I'm sure he agrees. I, I think it could be Robinson going, you know what, you get concussed too often, piss it off out of the roosters, you, you miss too many games. He's gone, you know what, just retire. Just do it. He just peer pressured into retiring. Because Robinson wanted to kick him out. Yeah, that, just, you know. that cool, calm demeanour of Robbo is just, just too too nice. 
Yeah, behind closed doors, he's probably a ball buster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevy confirms 12 Bronco star play, stars playing for their futures as Red Hill cleanup. I just wins. want to object to the headline here. 12 Broncos stars. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of the word stars. Yeah, Get... yeah I stumbled on that how a little about, bit how too. How about just 12 Broncos <laughs> squad players? players. We'll do, because I'm sorry, there's a few there that are not stars, I'm sorry. Look, obviously, there's, there's, well, a, lot, yeah, second, there's, a, there's a lot of guys playing for... Your second last. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're, and, uh, we're actually equal on four and against with the Bulldogs now. We're only ahead because they've had a bye and we haven't. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. You know, we, you know on average, we concede 31 points a game this year? It's disgusting. They need it. Anyway, back to the story. Uh, look, yeah, basically there's a bunch of guys who are off contract um, and fighting for their futures. And the fact is there's a good majority of them who just simply won't be there. Um, nor should they. Um, there's, there's a few who should definitely go. I think there's a few who are worth salvaging. Some of the younger guys who I think, um, given a bit of leadership and direction, could certainly be really good players. Um, but a few of the guys, for example, you know, guys like Milford, um, Croft, guys like that, it's time for them to go. Um, look, Croft is still under contract, I think, next year, which is a real shame because we could really use that money. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, just get rid of some of them. Bring in some, bring in, bring in some, I mean, they've signed Adam Reynolds, but they need to announce another one or two big signings just to give the fans a bit of hope and belief that next year will be different. So this is part of that. It's like we're getting, we're going to cull the, we're going to cut the fat and bring some, some new blood in. Yeah, well, he's got to do something. Otherwise, you know, um, Walters will be in, so, under some pressure, massive pressure next year. Well, no excuses next year. Um, no excuses. Um, if, he, if he cuts a bunch of guys and brings some new guys in, then there needs to be improvement. Yeah, definitely. But I think, I mean, there definitely will be with the hard, just with Adam Reynolds having some control on well, the, the thing, team will the make thing, a big difference. The, yeah. The thing that Adam Reynolds will do is when it comes to the, the games that we actually have close games in, he'll turn those close losses into close wins. But what he's not going to do, he's not going to fix the 30, 40, 50 point score lines because he's a halfback. That's, that's not his job to fix that. But the close games, like for example, when we got beaten by the Cowboys by one point, we would have won that game if Adam Reynolds was playing. When we played Penrith, I think it was 12 all with about five or six minutes to go. We would have won that game if Adam Reynolds was there. So games like that are the games that will win with Adam Reynolds. Yeah. I think with some leadership and actual direction, I don't think you'll... That'll, those 30-plus games, you know, where you're behind won't actually happen as often either. I think... I think They won't happen as often. They won't happen as often. It'll be a bit often. more organised, yeah. a bit more... You know, he's not going to... Obviously, yeah. if they're, they're not defending and they're letting tries through, it's not going to... He won't do anything. But I... Yeah. Well, Blake, Blake will help with the organisation of the. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. The organisation of the defence will be Josh Hodson when he comes next year. Yeah. Except he can't really tackle that well, so he does miss. He does let a few try. Yes. There's a few. You know. We'll be right. Not, there's well, a reason well, Canberra, like you know. On to our last news headline. Wait and see. Bennett weighing up multiple coaching options for next season. Uh, Can I just say, I would love to be freaking Wayne Bennett. How old is this guy? And he's still I like. Know. What? I know. He's oh like, my God. He's, he's into his 70s. And look, the only. Th- and he's like wanted, and like, you know, like people are vying mm. for him. Is- they are. And look, um, basically, all he. And, you know, typical tease Wayne Bennett. Um, all he said in this story, basically, when he was asked about it, is I'm not telling you where I'm going. All I'm telling you is that we'll definitely be back in Brisbane somewhere. 
So that basically means he's only get, he's either going to be at the Brisbane Broncos as a head of football operations or head of coaching department, like a coaching director or whatever, or he's going to end up at the new um, Brisbane franchise as their head coach. Um, I'm sorry, but like, look, we've got our CEO who has, has basically said he's open to the idea of bringing Bennett back. He needs to make it happen. The fact is Bennett knows the Broncos' DNA. Um, his fallout was with the previous CEO who has now left. Um, he has no issues with Kevin Walters, the head coach. And I think Kevy's even given it, the, given it his endorsement saying, yeah, he'd be fine with, with Wayne being back involved at the club in some capacity. So make it happen. And the other thing too that that would do for Brisbane, and I think you, you said something about this um, principle like in one of our early podcasts about Brisbane needing like that real, you know, star quality coach or, or star quality head figure. You bring Wayne Bennett back as a coaching director or head of football operations, that straight away gets players' interests. Yeah, yeah. Straight away, like, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is a club that Wayne Bennett is at. Um, that's going to improve me as a player. I'm going there. Yeah. Uh, that straight away brings brings more appeal to the to playing for the Broncos. That's something Kevin Walters doesn't really have, really. You know, yeah. he's a club legend, blah, 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 but he doesn't have that. Because he hasn't had the success... Really, you know, yeah. he was origin coach, but exactly. not anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, he doesn't have that, yeah. so it would add that extra element of you know Definitely. draw power, I guess. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure Smokes, you've already done your rant with uh, the Raiders Broncos yep. game, so we'll skip past yep. that part. Uh, so on to B bets. Uh, last week, Phantom got two extra points. Uh, to beer, sorry, so he's on twenty. Principal uh, went up by two as well, so he's on twenty-five. And Smokes lost Ugh. four. You're on twenty-seven. Ugh. So, not, uh, not a good week for you, Smokes. Not a good week in All anything right. football related. On to this week's bets. Two beers on the Knights to knock over the Warriors, despite the Knights' terrible, terrible form. Yeah, I'm going to take that. And principal, your I'm bet? I'm going to go eight out of eight in the tipping this week. I can. Oh, I'm taking that. <laughs> I'm taking that. I, I love that. I think I think we should put Phantom yeah. on that one as well. He will definitely take that. Eight out of eight in the tipping. Yep. I'm going to go wild because, you know, looking at the, the, the games, there's probably two that are a bit yeah, close. The this, this, are, they, they look pretty, like. they look pretty, yeah. Moving on to Dugan Report. <sighs> well, he was warming the bench again. So, well, he's playing New South Wales oh, Cup, nice. but I don't watch New South Wales Cup. So, unfortunately, he's become sort of a non-issue. Let's get on to this round 15 of tips. Rabbitohs. Uh, I will get Phantoms. Rabbitohs, Rabbitohs, Rabbitohs. Later. All right, Smokes, you're on Rabbitohs principle. Uh, I think it's going to be, yeah, I think I can pretty much guess what this is going to be. Uh, I'm also on Rabbitohs. Phantom said Broncos. Did he really? I swear, I swear. No, 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 fuck, I have no idea. There's no way he did Broncos. I want a WhatsApp message from him before I put anything down. All right, Cowboys versus Sharks. Uh, Smokes, what's going to be? I'm going to go the Sharks. Ooh, um, they okay. were they were very impressive against Penrith and the Cowboys. I just wonder if maybe their bubble has burst now. Uh, Principal, I agree. I think team, yeah, I think Sharks, and I think that loss last week sort of ex- you know Cowboys had run out of their luck with how they were going and everyone playing to the best that they they could. So yeah, I think Sharks. All right, I'm going Cowboys because that's what the tips uh, the bookies are telling me. Uh, Panthers versus Roosters. I'll go with Principal first. Uh, we are going to go Panthers. They're going to be back to pretty much full strength, I imagine. And I think they will really pump the Roosters this week. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip Penrith as well, but I'm surprised about those percentages. Ninety to ten. I mean, Penrith have lost two in a row, and the Roosters are really gutsy. So that's a that's a big call. And I think um, Tedesco's um, back in this week too. So yeah, anyway, Panthers winning streak will resume. That's my tip anyway. Uh, Knights versus Warriors. Principal. Yeah, I'm gonna go Knights for this one. I guess. Yep. Yeah, I have no idea, Smokes. really, but it's going to be close. You got that 8 out of 8, mate. You yeah. got that 8 out of 8. I know. Well, this is the flip of the coin one, but yeah, Knights. Let's go Knights. Yeah, I've, I've got the Knights as well because that was my beer bet, so Ponga yeah. to yeah. dominate and be ready for the Maroons jersey. All right. Uh, Dragons versus Raiders. Principal, I'm guessing Raiders. Definitely Raiders. I think they'll continue their good run of one one win. Smokes? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Raiders as well. St. George of... Um, yeah, that, they weren't very good last Sunday, last Monday. This is at Wynn Stadium, so it'd be like Dragons home ground. But I mean, Raiders, yeah, there'd probably be a fair few Raiders coming down. All right, Sturm Ooh. versus West Tigers. <laughs> it's going to be an easy one, I think. Oh, Melbourne. Smokes. Melbourne. Yep. Not even worth discussing. Yep. Principal. Oh, Melbourne all round. And same with me. Uh, Eels versus Bulldogs. Smokes. Yeah, I'm on uh, para for this one, the Eels. Yeah, Eels, principal? Yeah, Eels. Eels will win easily. Yeah, and same with me. And Titans versus Sea Eagles, I'll go with principal first. Yes, Eagles, Manly. will win comfortably. I don't know if um, uh, Tommy Turbo's playing, but they did it pretty easy without him last week, so I think they'll, if he's playing, they'll easily win this week as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Manly as well. Um... And, and you know what that makes me realise, Principal, you and me have the exact same tips, which means which means I'm going to win the beer bet because there's no way I'm going to get eight out of eight. So <laughs> <laughs> you're he's got, totally he's got a point. screwed. He's got a you're point. Totally screwed. Yeah, I know. I just yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe there's a first. You'll get. You'll start. This yeah, will be the one. This will be the one time it happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll finally like, get a perfect round. And it'll cost yeah, exactly. me two beers. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'd take that. I'd pay two beers each week if I get that round. That's it. All That's right. It. Well, that brings us get to the up. end of this uh, technically challenged uh, episode of podcasting. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I'll be able to fix it all in editing. I'm sure. But, but, but it's, I will. it's actually just us talking that's technically challenged. Oh, yeah. That's right. Know, yeah, of course. Work, you know. um, <laughs> so, as always, listener, you can follow us on uh, Google podcast or apple podcast or spotify or anchor or wherever you get your good podcast from like share rate review all those good things uh and we'll see you next week to see how we did with round 15 tips have a good night next week we can get on to some more origin talk bring it on